0: Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's hear amen. You guys go, uh, uh, do it. uh. Amen. (laughs) Almost there. One more try. They're almost there. Amen. Hey, that's getting a yee haw. Let's get a yee haw. To all the people online, we're actually from South Africa. Uh, We're not in the state of Texas or anywhere in America. But you know, we like ourselves a good time now and then. Praise the Lord. Oh, from the free state. <laughs> yeah. From the free state. From the free state off. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Everybody good? I'll tell you one thing. Pass this line here. It is so much cooler out there than it is on this stage. Woo. <laughs> Brakpan <laughs> But uh, so if I start looking a bit shiny on stage today, don't be weirded out. I haven't had plastic surgery. Or anything like that, Botox. It's just the glory, brother. Right? It's just the glory of my sweat glands working. Hallelujah. Very <laughs> the Lord. Okay, too personal. It's fine. I understand. It's okay. But we are back with the kingdom. Amen. Amen. You guys been enjoying the series so far, All right? Before
1: you get there, I just want to yeah. say it's so amazing. Um, we have a visitor that came in for the first time today. And um, God is dealing with exactly what she is going through. He called her out and He gave her a word. It's the first time she's here. Uh, Ashley and Chiquita met, met her in, Danica, met her in the park. See, guys, this is what it's all about. In the park. In the park. They went for a walk, and Danica was in the park reading or something, and they came across, and uh, they had a chat. I don't know the full story, and they had a chat, and, and they just said, well, man, why don't you come to church, and let's trust God with, with what has to take place. She comes here this morning, and, and God gives her a beautiful word. Amen. Isn't God amazing, guys? Come on, give him a round of applause. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, that reminds me, as Pastor Didi was um, talking there, something happened in worship here where I kept seeing this same image over and over again, but I didn't want to share it, but then I thought, hey, you know what, I'm seeing it repeatedly. So, for anyone here or online, okay, what, this is what I saw. I saw a wooden table, okay, and there was a leather satchel on the table. You know what a leather satchel is, that one that flips over like that? And it opened, and out of it came this amazing painting. It was, painti- it was a painting, but on the painting was, uh, like, um, you know those Cape Dutch houses, those white ones? You know, like that? That was on the painting, right? And it was, it was a really beautiful painting, beautiful house. It had, like, pink flowers from trees, like, going over it with the blue sky and stuff. It felt, like, really peaceful, like, really fulfilling sort of thing. So... I didn't want to share it, but it kept coming up, so use it, don't use it. If that's relevant to anyone, please come and chat to me afterwards, then we can continue praying. And uh, yeah, praise the Lord.
1: Praise awesome. the Lord. Cape Dutch house, huh? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I love the style of Cape Dutch no, they're beautiful, houses. they're Who there? likes, yeah. who likes Cape yeah, Dutch? Beautiful. Oh man, they're beautiful, huh? Timeless, timeless. Look at all the, the Cape, t- Cape fans over <laughs> there. Yeah, timeless uh, structures, beautiful. Yeah, so guys, we've been going on this journey the kingdom. I hope you guys have been enjoying. Everybody been enjoying. Who's been here for all the different episodes or throughout the series? Lacquer. So, we, we actually want you guys to give us some feedback. Has it been impacting you? Have you been thinking about the kingdom in a different way? Are you starting to understand more about what the kingdom is? Can we get some hands up here? You don't have to come up to the mic. Just say, yeah, yeah. Anybody? Everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, it is so cool because, like we say, You don't really hear the teachings of the heart in church today. Mm. And we know now, like Jess was saying through a beautiful uh, stewardship message, uh, which was really beautiful, thank you Jess, is that the kingdom of God is where, folks? In our hearts. So just point to the kingdom in our hearts. Amen. Now we're going to go, remember we said we're going to sit on this teaching for a while, okay? Why? Because it's the most important teaching. Mm. And uh, Jesus spent all of his ministry speaking about the kingdom. Yes. So I think, it's, I think it's pertinent that we actually stay there. M- we go through it step by step, precept by precept, uh, key by key, truth by truth, principle by principle, paradox. We're going to explore the, the uh, parables. We're going to go through the kingdom properly. Amen. And when we come out on the other side of the series, turn to the person next to you and say, you are going to be the king that God called you to be. Amen. And you, my friend, will be the priest that God has called you to be. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a big, big round of applause for that. Woo! Yeah, so, Besh. So last week, we, uh,
0: we, we had quite a few uh, amazing nuggets, you know, and um, uh, you gave the, the example of the guys, remember Jim Richards, you gave that example of how they would go and play down by the, what do they have in America? Is it... A, the lake? They don't have dams? It <laughs> oh, it's a creek. Okay, yeah. They used to go down there and play. And, you know, the, the entire uh, a journey of getting there was the actual experience. It was, it, it was integral to experiencing the creek at the end, you know, kind of thing. And uh, we also spoke last week about the, the imagery of the kingdom, right? And we, we did the contrast of today's governing systems versus what a kingdom actually is. Remember, when we touched on uh, um, co- uh, communism. We touched on... What is the other one? Free markets? You know, all those kind of things. And, and we touched on those, those different systems, and we compared it to what's God's system of kingdom, right? So when we look at it, we said last week, you know, in all of those systems, there is a specific way that you need to conduct yourself, okay? Not because um, you're in chains or not because there's anything like that, but you have to conduct yourself in that specific way because that is how that system works, are you with me? You, get, you don't conform, you get beat, or you miss out. Okay, we've had a lot of that in the last three years, where uh, if you don't conform to certain things, you're going to get beat. Okay, we saw that. Even in the so-called uh, democratic uh, government countries in the world, and all these kind of things. But we touched on how God's kingdom, right, He is the glory of His kingdom. Meaning what? Right, that He is the one who provides He's the one who protects. He's the one who heals. He's the one who gives peace. He is the one who sustains his kingdom. Amen. So like uh, I use the example, you know, uh, every uh, June is it June, July. You know, everyone gets that email or SMS from SARS. You get that thing? You remember? Yeah, and they're like, uh, you have precisely 300 days to please file your tax returns. Otherwise, you're a criminal. We're going to lock you up, right? But in the kingdom of God... The way he set up his kingdom is that, listen, I'm not taking anything from you. I've got enough gold. Right? He even told Solomon, he said, listen, I, I, I can sacrifice as many things. God's like, listen, but all the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. What do you want to give me that I need? Right? And throughout the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, God's emphasis to this nation that he wanted to bring through the Messiah, his emphasis was that he is the one who gives to us. Paul even explains that in Hebrews where he talks about how the principle is the greater blesses the lesser. Amen? Amen? So we've, we've had images. We've had images of kingdoms that we've seen in Hollywood. right? We've had, we've had images of kingdoms in, in history where... Let's be honest, the kings haven't been so great, right? We even know, I mean, you look at Saul and even Israel, the kings after him. um, They didn't exactly have, you know, the kings that God would have liked representing him. You guys agree with what I'm saying, right? That they were governing the nation of Israel, not necessarily the way God wanted to govern his people. But Jesus now has come to deposit a kingdom inside of us where God can show us how he governs as king.
1: Amen. Amen. I want to just jump in yeah. there quick because very important that we go there because we've got to bring it back down to basics. Remember, we're going to take our time. Amen. Turn to person next to you and say, even if they repeated some stuff, repeat some stuff, we're taking our time. Okay? We're on a journey. We're on a journey. Amen. So what Bash is saying is, so God, remember he said he's calling a nation out of the nation to save the hello? To save the nations. So he's calling a nation out of the nations to save the nations. What was the other purpose behind calling a certain people from without, sorry, from from out of the world? What was it? He said he wants to save the nations through that nation. And what was the basic premise of how it's going to take place? Can anyone tell me? It's not a trick question, but if you know, you know. Anyone? He said, okay, that the people that he calls out in that nation to go save the nations will be so blessed. Hello? They will be so blessed, I said. They will be so blessed that the other nations, now this was God's plan, guys. The other nations will look upon them and they will say to themselves, we want that. We need that. Their God works. Hello? And we see that all the way through the Old Testament, and it's still the same, the same premise today. Now that we are in the promised land, we are actually in the promised land where? We're in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's in us. Amen? Now we are supposed to be living out those blessings. We're supposed to be living this life of authority and power and a uh, uh, peace, okay, and prosperity, and the people around us are supposed to be looking upon us and saying, I want what he's got. I explained last week, there's, there's folks from Chisha's, um trisha has got some beautiful uh, couple that listens in from, I think they're in four ways, and she said, she was listening to the series, and she said, she wants the peace that we're talking about. Right. Now she's asking for that peace, and our heart is open. Now God's going to give her that peace. But how did she see it? She had to see the peace on us. Hello? You see, it's not just about, I'm calling a nation out of the nations to go save the nations, so quickly go study the Bible, and then go and declare everything. No, 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 no. You can't go out there and save souls because you know scriptures. Because then you're just going to convert people, and you're not going to save them. Are you with me? You're going to tell them what they must do, and they're going to look back and they go, but what do you do? Hello? Hello? So my dad, my dad used to have an amazing line when I was growing up. He used to say, you do what I say, you don't do what I do. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't agree, but it's your house, so I'll keep quiet. To save the beach, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'll keep quiet because I see a backhand coming. <laughs> you know, you do, what I, you do what I say, you don't do what I do. And that's how we have taken the gospel, quickly learned, gone and done some Bible school stuff, and this, 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 and that, and we're running out there, and we're telling people about this kingdom and all the blessings and all the prosperity, but they can't see it in our lives. Guess what? Your witness is fraught. Hello? Why would anybody want anything that you're selling when you don't even display the, cor- the product and how it works? Hello? You see, you're supposed to be preaching and teaching and changing and converting from experiences that you are having not from knowledge in your head so that plan has not changed he said he's calling a nation out of the nations to save the nation and the way he will do it is that they will enter into his kingdom he will be their God they will be his people they will be able to refute and and uh, rebuke the curses of this place and they will be able to live out the blessings that's what he said I never said it I never declared it. It's not my plan. It's his plan. It. And let me tell you something. If we follow his plan, guys, we're going to experience these things. That's it. Amen? Come on. No, you shouldn't be. You've you, you got to understand something. This is the problem here. This is the thing. So through salvation, through so-so, Everybody knows what the word sotero means, salvation, okay? It means that we are saved, healed, delivered, set free, made prosperous, made whole. We are sound, okay? So you tell me then, why is there so many Christians that are, and when I say so many, I'd say it's like 80% of the church is chronically ill, taking medication every day, dying prematurely. They have... Healing inside of them. Did I either say this or did Jesus say this? Yeah. So don't call me a liar. Call Jesus a liar and see what happens. Just joking. Hello? Are you guys with me? Yeah. So if we have the healing that is available for us in the kingdom and we're not living in it, it's not God's fault. Mm-hmm. We're not following the original plan. That's it. Okay? Number two. Joy. Why are there so many Christians that are depressed, they are on antidepressants, they are taking uh, every kind of anxiety drug you can think of, they are, men. they are so miserable. Why? You're supposed to be in the kingdom. Remember what the plan was? The plan was, if you get into my kingdom, I provide everything for you. I give you everything you need. So, what's actually taking place here? It's not just the fact that we don't have the substance to go and save the people. It's even worse. Our witness has become bad. So, the people looking in from the outside are going, It's not worth much, that kingdom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is good stuff. (laughs) But,
1: am I right? Am I right, guys? Can we be real with each other here? What's the use that we come to church every Sunday, we follow all these teachings, and we have all this, this going on in our lives, but we're not experiencing any results? Do you know the, 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 what's the thing of madness again, the definition of madness or craziness or whatever it is? Sanity. Insanity, sorry. Is that you do the same thing over and over, and you expect a different result. I mean, how many people have been going to church for 20 years, and they're still on antidepressants? Hello? Oh, you know what, you, you've got to understand, we've got to get into the kingdom, people. We've got to get into the kingdom. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. So, we can't even have this passive approach about our, our Christianity. We can't be so passive that we're sitting back and going, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'll just take you my time, and whatever happens, and this, God is in control. No, God's given you the plan. Hello? God is sovereign, but he's sovereign to the point where you must understand he set up the plan. And he can't change the plan because that's the plan that he told you to trust in. So he can't change it. He says he puts his word above himself. He's saying, Trust what I've said, that's my plan. Go with it. Enter into the kingdom. Amen. Just enter in. Turn to a person next to you, say, How long you been at the gate? <laughs> hello are you guys with me yeah. so you've got to understand something we're going to break certain things down here this morning because we have to keep this thing we have to go to basics yeah, yeah. Okay, what we're speaking about here is very basic but it hasn't even been taught in the body of Christ so many people I mean these salvations you know when they read the parables 90% of the church the religious church Religious people are getting shut out because of their own hearts. They read the parables of Jesus and they go, oh, that's works. And that's what Jesus said we must do to enter into the kingdom of heaven. No, Jesus came to preach about the the gospel of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven, it's done. It's settled. Jesus paid the price. It's going to happen. When you leave this body, you will be with Jesus. Jesus. But now he's saying, I came to give them abundant life. Amen? Abundant life. Like we said last week, you're not going to need your faith in heaven. If Jesus' message was about heaven, then why do we have all his teachings about day-to-day life? He was teaching how to live here now in peace and power and prosperity, how to live in in health. Are you with me? how to appropriate. So the problem is we've got a bunch of saved people, but they're standing back and they're watching and looking at the kingdom and they don't know how to bring in what is theirs. They have an inheritance in front of them and they don't know how to sign the paper. Are you with me? It's right there. It's called called, uh, the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's called the kingdom of God. It's called your kingdom inheritance. This is what Jesus called it. But now, you need to use your willpower. You need to make the decision. I'm going to go and take that particular thing in my inheritance. I'm going to work it out in my life, and I'm going to live it out. Mm. It's going to be mine. Nothing's going to stop me. Amen? Amen.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think on that point, we need to touch on what are these, these pitfalls or potholes? Potholes are more relevant one for South Africa, I think. Right? What, what are these potholes that we, we hit when we're trying to put our hands on what the Word tells us that we have? You know? and, and I think we, we can use this, this very simple example. Okay? Before we get to actually the, the unlocking and the experiencing, let's talk about what it is that is limiting us. Okay. Now, we, uh, over this, this year specifically, we've touched a lot on grace and law, the heart, you know, renewing of the mind, the attitude of the mind, you know, all these kind of things. But like the example that we used earlier is that when we understand that God has created the plan, he's defined it, okay? So our number one pothole, right, is that we come to the kingdom of God, we want to experience the kingdom of God, but we want to do it in our way. So we come to God's kingdom, and we say, right, I know your kingdom works like this, but give it to me my way. Are you with me? Now, why is God rejecting our way? Okay, rejecting is a strong way. Why does he not accept our way or acknowledge our way? Okay? Because all the ways that we have defined in life are based on our needs. God has set up his kingdom based on who he is. Are you with me? And the way he has set it up We need to believe that it is sufficient for every single one of us. It is more than sufficient. Right? So, I'll give you an example. Let's use a basic example. Right? Over the years, right, going through school, you know, all this stuff. You know, you go to friends' houses, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, in, in, in my house, there was this rule that you don't walk around with white socks. If you walk around with white socks, not only are your socks getting thrown away, you're getting beat. Because now, my mother has to go out and buy new socks for me, okay? So you don't walk around with white socks. So when I used to go over to my friend's house, they didn't have that rule, okay? And that's fine. They didn't have the rule. So they would walk around with white socks. And in their house, I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, what? It's like, why are you walking around with white socks? He looks at me confused. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, but your socks, they're going to get whatever, whatever. He's like, but just whatever. Then when they come over to my house, they walk around with white socks. I'm like, no, we don't do that here. I'm like, huh? Then it clicks in my eyes. Like, okay, my mom's not washing your socks. You can do what you want to do, you know, kind of thing. But, but these rules exist in the kingdom of God. Now, now why, did, why was the white sock rule in place in my house? Because the white sock rule was going to make laundry easier, right? Are you guys with me? But the white sock rule is seemingly limiting to people who have different laundry approaches. You understand what I'm saying? Let, basic example. Very trivial example. Okay, let's take another one. The milk carton. Don't put your hands up yet. but who drinks out of the milk carton in the fridge? You're nasty. Oh, Diddy! <laughs> I am not having milk
1: when it comes Listen, to your house. Listen, <laughs> I'm being honest, I do it. I love milk. Jason, I think Jason's watched me do it. You there. can
0: put the milk in the glass. Like, like... <laughs> it's
1: my milk. <laughs>
0: Okay, we're not gonna get on this, okay. But the point I'm making, milk out of the carton, right?
1: In my house, you could wear white socks, but you just had to pull up your socks.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you for the dad joke. We appreciate Pleasure. that opportunity that you took. But, but use these examples now, guys, that if... Now, geez, if you had to come to my house, and you...
1: Drink out of your now, hold milk on, Hold on, hold
0: on, let me, let, me, let, me, let me like... And you went to my fridge, and I walked around the corner, and I saw you like this with that carton. What I would have done, I'm like, oh, wow, Didi, I love that you love milk. But the minute you close that lid, I'm writing your name on that thing. And there's a new carton going into the fridge. I'm like, this is Didi's milk. Don't touch it. Okay.
1: <laughs> now, here's the... Oh, well, where's your faith? You think you're going to get the germs or what? No, not,
0: no, <laughs> it's nothing like that. It's just I don't need vitamin Didi in my calcium milk. It's cool. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that we all have our independent ways that we like to run our houses. We like to run our lives, okay? And oftentimes, we have friction with people when those ways conflict. You know, they cause a tension. So now we're going to have a fight, okay, because you want to drink milk out the carton, and I'm like, oh, hell no, you don't touch my milk, right? So you can have the communal carton. I'm putting a carton there with bash. Didi. don't drink this one. I'm going to put it in the fridge, right? If Diddy goes and drinks, I think we're going to have a problem because I'm going to end up with a calcium deficiency, okay? But, but it's, a, like I said, very basic, trivial example, okay? Another one I've had that I've I fought with people many, many times in my life is my room is not necessarily always tidy, okay? But, hey, okay, let's breathe for a second. This is a judge-free zone. Jesus loves us all. Okay, thank you, Rot, Jessica. But, come near my computer section, where, where my PC is. You are not allowed to even come and, and lick your lollipop there. Don't put your bottle of water. Don't, don't do things, man. We're going to have a problem. One day I walked into my room and there was an oil spot on my gaming mouse, Pastor Didi. Sure. On my mouse, Pastor Didi. <laughs> Let me tell you, there was a war part that day, right? But here's the thing. That's my personal system that I'm potentially going to murder someone over, okay? Can you see how our personal systems are a problem, right? Now, when we come to God's kingdom and we we acknowledge this truth, we acknowledge, wow, Jesus paid it all. You know, we read through that inheritance. He even says, listen, you are co-heirs with me. Everything that, that I have been given by my Father, I give to you. All the glory that I have, you have it. All the authority that I have, you have it. But you see, Jesus has it because he did it his father's way. Even to the point of death, he said, Father, your will, not mine. When he addressed all the people who came to hate him, to challenge him, when he addressed all the sick people that came to him, when he addressed the self-righteous, he answered them in line with the way his father has designed the kingdom. Are you with me? So, what did he say to Nicodemus? Oh, okay, let's take the, the, the rich young ruler, right? What did he say to him? He says, uh, Ma, the, the rich young ruler comes to him, Master, I have done everything. I have kept the entire law. What must I do to inherit an uh, abundant life? And Jesus says to him, go sell all your stuff and come and follow me. And scripture says he turned around and he walked away sad. Because why? It was too heavy for him to hear. But if he had faith... In God's kingdom and the way God has set things up it would not have been lost for him to sell everything and follow Jesus so our limitation comes in is that when we come to God and we want to experience these promises we want to experience what he's got for us are we willing to serve before we lead are we willing to give to get are we willing to die to live because Jesus was clear that, listen, the kingdom only works in this one way. When you come to the kingdom, it's not that God hates your way or he rejects it or, oh, no, you're terrible. No, he says, in my kingdom, it only works in one way. There's no space for our personal plans and our preferences in the kingdom. And I promise you, and I mean, we, we had to wrestle with this in our, in, in our Christian walk, you know, early on days when we were figuring this out. Because you get to a point and you realize, Wow. I'm feeling frustration and fear and pressure and stress in a specific area in my life. And when I asked the Holy Spirit to show it to me, He says, you're doing it your way. You're seeing what's in the kingdom, but you want to get it yourself. You know those illegal ESCOM connections? That's what it looks like when you're trying to get what's in the kingdom
1: through your own ways. Amen. Do you know what what Bash is saying here now? It takes us back to the original version of the gospel, which is in in Genesis. And the Bible says that Eve looked upon the tree. She meditated. Go check. She, She thought and meditated, and she looked at the tree. What was she looking for? Exactly what he's saying. She was looking. Now, remember, she was walking face to face with God. Her and Adam were walking face to face. They were experiencing God the way it was originally set up. Cool of the day. <laughs> walking in the cool of the day, face to face, experiencing him. First seeing God, then processing what they're seeing into their being and living it out. I mean, can you imagine God first and you can see him first? Now when you wake up in the morning, it's your feelings and then you trying to live it out and then you quickly go to God to come and fix it all up. But they didn't have that problem in the beginning. They saw him, experienced him, and they processed life through him. And she looked upon that tree, and she she considered all the things that she had currently with him, how she could have them without him. Are you with me? And what happened was the Holy Spirit, the kingdom, was pulled from this planet. He first brooded the planet. Remember, he brooded over this place. It had no shape, no form, no life. It was total chaos. He came and brooded over it, and then God set into action all the physical laws, the spiritual laws, the heart laws, the relationship laws. It was all set up then, and that's how it functioned. Adam and Eve dropped the ball. They didn't want to do it his way, so the kingdom was retracted. Everything still stays beautiful. The trees are still beautiful. The birds chirping are still beautiful. But we can't process that stuff through God first anymore. We have to do it by faith now. Amen? And that's why when you walk out into nature, whether you're a believer or not, you have to ask yourself, there has to be someone great behind all of this stuff. Exactly. That's it. I mean, look at this place. Yeah. You, you just watch little birds, Trish and I are sitting in the pool, and we see how little oaky starts making a nest there. What is it? He's an Indian manna. Yeah. That's racist. No, <laughs> I never said manna Indian. I said Indian <laughs> manna. And we see how he's making a little nest for his family in our roof over there. And we sit and we watch and we're like, what? Who taught this guy how to weave this stuff? Are you with me? You have to. You can't. You can't deny that there is a great intelligent being behind all this stuff. If you say there isn't, man. I hope you like heat. Amen. I, like, I hope you like heat. You think this heat wave is bad. It's called the lake of fire. Another heat wave, yeah. And it's an everlasting heat wave. Your chat brand, my bro. are you with me? So it's just a complete denial of him. His kingdom, his system. You see, so what actually took place? What happened to Adam and Eve? The kingdom, where's the kingdom? In the heart of man. So he set up this whole place. He set up all those laws like I just said, all the principles, all the truths. And then the king, the, the owner. Everybody say owner. owner. Okay. The owner would uh, uh, control the planet and and. and be king of the planet through the heart of Adam and Eve and all men. That's right. That was the plan. That's it. So now that plan has been retracted because they don't want his plan. They don't want him, but they want his stuff. Okay? So what, is, what happens? They become blind. Where? Not in their eyes. They can still see the birds. They still think everything's so cool. Mm. Where do they become blind? They come blind and dull in their hearts. Then when Jesus gets here, he says, I'm coming to open the eyes of the blind. He says, The anointing is on me to open the eyes of the blind, to open the ears of the deaf, the deaf, to to uh, declare the, the, the year of the Lord, and what else does he say? To heal the brokenhearted. Jesus is coming, he's saying, What? He's not coming, he's not coming to bring an army and a physical, a physical, whatever. He's saying, I'm coming to bring the kingdom back. Hello? Let's read what he said. Let's go to Psalm 61. Oh, Isaiah 61, sorry. Isaiah, I think. Let's just go there quickly. And we can go up to about verse
0: 4, verse 5. Isaiah.
1: So are you guys understanding what's taking place here? You must understand, guys, there's a spiritual reality here. There is a spiritual reality that we have to buy into with our entire beings. Amen? If we don't, we're going to remain blind, deaf, and dull in our hearts. We're not going to experience the kingdom yet. Amen? So Jesus comes. He declares the kingdom, kingdom is, is at hand. And then he says, we don't even have to go to it. It's fine. It. He just says that I'm here to do this. I'm here to open the hearts. I'm yet sorry, to heal the hearts, open the eyes, open the ears, heal the brokenhearted. And Jesus is bringing back the kingdom in the heart of man that was lost in the garden hello are you experiencing their kingdom or are you just doing this christian thing yeah. hello
0: because that's really the test yes i mean i'm sure every believer here ask yourself the question along the way wait a minute okay am i deluding myself is this real Okay, you guys, you guys are obviously all perfect Christians. That's cool, you know. But that's really the, the way the rubber meets the road, you know. And, um, and when we look at it, you know, there's two elements. Um, are we staying on this one? Or can I go to the, yeah. So there's two elements we need to look at, right, is do you have access to the kingdom? Right, number one, do you have access? And number two, um, are you experiencing it? Because i tell you one thing. Let, let's take a normal thing. Have you guys ever been upset because you're having a bad day, then you get invited to a birthday party? <laughs> eh? Candice, why are you laughing? Yo, that's crazy. But let's say you, you're having a bad day. Okay? Now, you've got to invite to the birthday party, and you rock up there. Okay? But man, there is no party in you. That party is not even close to you. Like you, you. You are in such a bad mood, and you're so out of it, that that party even feels like that birthday cake is a week old. You know what I'm saying? You're like, what is this? And then people saying, "Hey, people, You're like, dude, you're so loud. Please, like, what's wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. Right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Right? Now you had access to it, right? You're at the party. But did you experience what was happening at the party? No. And then you get away from it on your way home. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, we had so much fun. This is great. What? Oh, my word. Everyone's like, and then you're just like, oh, man, did I miss it? Like I thought the party was bad. But then you're hearing everyone's testimony of the party and you're like, oh flip, I missed the moment. You know that that moment there now, I'm gonna be the one who was irritated and annoyed at the party. Are you guys with me? The same with the kingdom. Again, basic illustration, right? But it's the same with the kingdom. Let's go to Matthew chapter sixteen and verse thirteen. Matthew sixteen, thirteen. And now this is obviously everyone knows this, you know, everyone knows the scripture really well. Uh, we're going to go down probably to 19 or 20, somewhere there.
1: Can we have 10 minutes, guys, because we prayed and is it okay? Yeah, yeah. I know it's hot in here, but uh, okay, just wave your buddy down there.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. 1613. Uh, there we go. Cool. So when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Next. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Nice. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Okay. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now, what did Peter do in that moment? Peter acknowledged Christ's mission. So when he said he was coming back, I'm coming to restore the kingdom in the hearts of men, right? Here he acknowledges that. He says, right, this is who you are. Then Jesus replied, blessed. You know, why do we say blessed? Does anyone know? No. Okay, anyway, it sounds better. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. All right? Keep that gates in your mind, okay? Not Bill Gates, okay? Now, here's the thing. This is the one everyone loves. This is our, like, whoo. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed. In heaven. Now all of a sudden I see everyone sitting forward like this. It's like, Pastor, we've been waiting for this one. Come tell us how do we bind and how do we loose? What is happening now? There's two. There's two. Two facets I gave to you now. Two elements. Number one is access. Number two is experience. Now, the keys of the kingdom of heaven is your access. It's not your experience. What? How can you say that? You see, in the modern day understanding, the way we understand keys is that we're going to unlock, we're going to unlock, we're going to unlock, we're going to unlock, right? But don't you think if that was the case, Jesus would have said, hey, these are the keys. Here's the list. These are the five things you must unlock, right? When we look in the biblical times, you know what keys meant? Keys meant authority. He's saying he's giving you the keys to the kingdom. You're licensed to be here. Are you with me? And you can see next, he says, now that you've got the license to be here. The next is, what you, uh, what you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, you've got the invitation to the party, right? You arrive at the party. When you get to the door, you say, hey, I'm here, I RSVP'd, I'm in. You get in, right? But now when you are in, like we've been explaining this morning on this journey that we've been taking, there is a renewal, That needs to take place in how you're going to be approaching things in the kingdom that Jesus has brought you into. Are you guys with me? Right? There is a decision that needs to be taken that when I come into this space now, I'm going to do it the king's way. I'm not coming into the kingdom to carry on living the way I've been living. Now, typically, that has always been, you know, stop sinning, pastor. Pastor. Don't don't sin anymore. You're saved now. No, it's not that. It's way deeper than that. Because the truth is, you're only sinning because you have not received salvation properly. Are you with me? You haven't received, not salvation properly, you haven't received righteousness. You're not experiencing righteousness properly. Are you guys with me? And when you start experiencing righteousness in the way the king says, and not in the way we've made up of behaving well, but we experience righteousness through his nature, all of a sudden, sin starts fading away. Are you guys with me? Now, when we get into the kingdom, right, when we get into the kingdom, let's talk about how we experience these things. Because in the world, what do we do? We go fight for our things, right? We stake our claim. We fight. No, this is it. This is mine. And you look through history. That's been the approach with everything. But in the kingdom, the Bible teaches us, and you guys can go do a study on this. There's something called the paradoxes. Everyone say paradox. Right? And I'll read them. There's about fourteen or so. Go and you can go Google this. Everyone's got all the scripture references there or something, right? But it says this we see unseen things. Oh my gosh. Already we sound like we're crazy. We conquer by yielding. What? How do I win without fighting? Right? We find rest under a yoke. You guys know what a yoke is, you know? Thing on the shoulder? You'd think, oh, it's rest if I take this off. Oh, it's great. But Jesus says, take my yoke. And you're like, huh? I'm going to find rest with this thing on me, right? We reign by serving. Like, I thought I'm supposed to be in charge here. Yeah, but you've got to serve. That's how you reign, right? We are made great by becoming small. What does the word teach us? It says that Christ is the head. It's like, oh, wait, if I want to be great, that means i got to be in him. I, gotta, I don't fight for my own recognition or my own things. I've got to be in Him, right? What's another one? Um, we are exalted when we're humble. Now, we can, you guys can go and do the study and order there, right? But can you see it is, it is seemingly upside down, right? Over the years, it's been termed the upside down kingdom. You know, the upside down kingdom. Now, it's only upside down because of the flesh. You see, the flesh, its motive is to serve self. But when we come into the kingdom, you need to trust that the king will provide. So if I want recognition, right, he says be humble, right? I need to trust that he knows what he's talking about. If I want provision, he says I will provide. I need to trust that he knows what he's doing. Are you guys with me? And it's, it's something that, guys, it takes time to practice. It's not with big moments in your life. It's not with huge turning points. It's basic principles every single day. Am I dying to myself and all these things that I'm seeking and living for? And consequently, am I alive to Him? Meaning, am I submitting, am I yielding to the plan He's provided for?
1: Amen. Amen. You guys getting this? This is the first uh, uh, basic concept that we're going to break down over the next couple of weeks. I want you to spell it out with me, okay? Because if if we don't get this one, like you just said, we will not enjoy the kingdom. You cannot. It's it's impossible. You cannot experience the kingdom. And this is the first truth and principle that we're going to break down. So spell it out with me. It is L-O-R-D-S-H-I-P. What does it give you? Lordship. Lordship. Lordship means owner. It's His kingdom. It's His ways. Are you with me? You want to go and enjoy His stuff? You must come to the place in your heart where you realize that He is the owner By default, guys, by default, this principle demands intimacy. Hello? By default, lordship demands intimacy. And it's not saying that God demands it for his ego. No. It's the concept of lordship demands intimacy. You come to my house, you want to touch things in my house? You better get to know me first. Hello? You touch my milk in that I drink out of. (laughs) You, there's my milk, extra fat Jersey cow. I love it just like that. Okay, you need to come. You need to. You need to know first of all. You see, lordship, it puts on you the pressure of reverence and awe and intimacy. You can't go and mess around with his stuff, with his people, with hearts, with the principles, the way this thing is set up. You don't have the right to. You can do it under his lordship. Are you with me? And if you don't get there, folks, you will read about Christianity, you will hear about Christianity, you will read about the kingdom and the inheritance that you have and all this stuff, but you will not touch it because we must understand it belongs to him and it operates the way he set it up from the beginning. He ain't going to change the way he set this place up for your miserable little entitled self or my miserable little entitled self. Who do we think we are? We can't even figure out how the freaking grass grows, man. They think they're going to the moon and stuff, but they can't even fix up balding. What if the, what, what, they don't even know how to fix balding hair? Are, are you with me? You know nothing. I don't care about your science. I don't care how great you are. You know nothing. Amen? So we must catch a wake up. Turn to the person next to you and say, It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And come under the Lordship and, come under the lordship. and enjoy everything the Lord owns and He provides. Amen. In the next couple of weeks, we're breaking down Lordship, and then we're going to start going into all the keys and all the truths and the principles. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Go and meditate on Lordship. Speak to the Holy Spirit and ask Him, where are you still thinking that you're entitled to His stuff without Him? Amen.
0: He's worthy of it.
1: Have an awesome Sunday, folks. Go jump in the pool straight away. I think that's what Trish and I are going to do. <laughs>